The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. Here to break down this wonderful Sunday, May 2nd card for you guys. we got two slates to talk about. Quick little showdown slate that we'll touch on real fast. Nice little early start time, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time start. we got the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks, And then we have a nice main slate to get to, one that I'm pretty excited about. Love these little Sunday cards where uh, not too many games, not too little. Nice little seven-game card. We should have most of the news. You know, that's always the caveat uh, with the times that we're playing in and the time of the season that we're playing in. Late scratches and being able to monitor and adjust your lineup is a must, but we think we have most of the news. So we're going to dive into things. Before we do, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at my bookie. If you guys haven't checked them out, I don't know what you're waiting for. You missed out on already so many free odds boost contests, but don't relax. There'll be more. Head over to my bookie, guys. If you're not signed up, use that promo code HOOPBALL. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L on your initial deposit, and they will match it 50% on up to $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, they will give you $500 for free. You put in $500, they will give you $250 for free. Either way, it's free money to play with, whether you want to bet baseball, basketball. Hey, hold it until the NFL season. I wouldn't. I mean, those odds boost contests, it's free money. Uh, Or check out their fully-fledged casino platform, whether it's table games, slot machines, whatever you like to play at your local casino, they have open 24 hours, seven days a week on an online platform. So head over to mybookie.ag, use that promo code HOOPBALL. All right. We're going to jump right into things. We're going to dive right into this. Pretty, Pretty much be a relatively short podcast. It always is on these Sunday shows when I'm flying solo by myself. First game on the docket, Brooklyn Nets. Traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks For the Nets, Chris Chioza, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden all rolled out. And for the Bucks, Giannis is probable. Check the game total. See what we got going on. 240 and a half. Bucks being favored by three points in this one. So, obviously, whenever we're targeting these showdown slates, we always want to look for some good value that we could capitalize on. Especially when you're talking about a game like this. When you have a couple high-priced guys that you could choose from between Giannis, Kyrie, Durant, even Middleton's price tag and Holiday, they're up there as well. We want to play all these guys, but we can't. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll start off with the Nets here. Kind of targeting, going through some of the guys I would target. Maybe some of these guys we might be able to use for some value. You know, obviously, between Durant and Kyrie, we're going to want to play at least one of these guys. Um, if I had to pick a preference, it would be Durant. But, I mean, it's splitting hairs. These two guys are both unbelievable. But give me the discount on Durant. Uh, and, you know, we know that both these guys will probably be chucking threes. We know if you want to beat this Milwaukee team, you're going to have to do from the three-point line. So, I don't have a problem either one of these guys. I prefer Giannis as my high-priced stud out of anybody in this game. If I'm playing one person, it's going to be Giannis. If I have the room to put him in the captain, I would love to. But then, obviously, I'm not going to be able to afford anybody else. So I think the best move on this kind of slate is to go with a cheap captain, try to get at least three of the studs. If you can get three of, you know, Giannis, uh, Kyrie, Durant, Middleton, and Holiday, if you can get three of those guys, you should be in decent shape. Uh, you know, which three? That's up to you. But other than uh, those two main guys, the other guys I will be looking at, and keep in mind, you know, they will have some bodies back in this one. Uh, Bruce Brown will be back. We'll probably see you know a little bit less minutes for guys like Tyler Johnson. 
But I'll be looking at a guy like Joe Harris. We're not getting a huge discount on him, but I touched on it. Trying to be able to defeat this team from the three-point line is the best way to go, in my opinion. Uh, and I think it's just a basketball opinion. We've seen this team give up a decent amount of shots from the three-point line. So I don't mind looking at a guy like uh, like Joe Harris. Outside of those two guys, you know, you could take a stab at the Landry Shamet if you need the value or an Elise Johnson. Uh, I prefer to use a guy like Elise if I'm looking for just a decent value play. Granted, he played 19 minutes in that last one. It was an absolute blowout, but we're looking for value. And even if this guy gets 15 minutes, he's a pretty decent rebounder. And we know the Bucks tend to give up a decent amount of rebounds. They're not very good against the front court as well. So that's it. That's, those are probably the main targets. I don't think I'll be going to too much like Blake Griffin or Jeff Green. I can see maybe a DeAndre Jordan. Again, if you're looking for a cheap guy, you're just trying to capitalize on hopefully getting 9 to 10 rebounds. He's not a bad option there as well. On the Buck side, I already talked about it. Giannis, Middleton, Holiday, all these guys very much in play, but we're going to need some value in this type of uh, in this circumstance as well. So, you know, looking for some value, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at a guy like Jeff Teague at sixteen hundred. Uh, not in your you know captain spot, obviously. Very very risky play. There's not a whole lot of upside, but we're just looking for some value. And I think even if you take a zero from a guy at this point, it's going to be the studs that pay off. We know when you're talking about these two teams, they're very top heavy teams. Where we're talking where the usage goes, there's not going to be a lot left for this Bucks team with everybody healthy. And same thing with that Nets team. Durant and Kyrie are going to just funnel the usage and then we'll probably see guys like joe harris get a few shots as well and that's it that's pretty much my approach on this uh on this showdown slate to be honest it's not my favorite showdown slate i think there's you know i'm not big showdown guys it is i will play them here and there but this just isn't my favorite one good game to watch great game to have actual basketball to watch maybe get a couple prop bets in there head over to my bookie all right excuse me gonna take a quick sip of the coffee morning coffee clear the throat and then we're going to move on to this main card, starting at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Ooh, I'd like a good cup of joe in the morning. Portland Trailblazers traveling to Boston. They are taking on the Celtics. Four game total, 231.5. Boston is being favored by two points in this one. For the Celtics, Kemba Walker is doubtful. And for the Trailblazers, Zach Collins has been ruled out. We'll start off with this Portland team. A lot of options to like here. Damian Lillard coming in at 9-4. Still feels a little too cheap for Dame. Uh, we've kind of seen Dame rumbling in the media a little lately, saying that he's ready to kind of take things back over. Uh, he's not going to let this team win, lose. He doesn't like the way they've been playing. we got to change it. It starts with me. A lot of those kind of sentiments. And whenever Dame gets fired up, he's one of those narrative-type players where we can look towards those things when he's fired up and absolutely hammer him. So not the greatest matchup. Uh, you know, we, we generally don't want to target too many guards going to get the Celtics, mainly with just Marcus Smart being there. And he'll probably be handling Damian Lillard mostly, most of the time defensively. Uh, but I still think this is a fantastic matchup. I think this matchup has 50 points written all over it for Dame at 9,400. I, I definitely will keep him in my player pool. Outside of him, there's only two other people on this team I'm really looking at. It would be Yusuf Nurkic at 7,200. I've been just riding Nurkic ever since he's got uh, inserted back into the starting lineup. He's just playing great in limited minutes. Uh, you know, we when we see Nurkic putting up 30 to 40-point DK games in 25, 26 minutes, that's fantastic because you know, we know in a close game, if he's capitalizing and out of foul trouble, he will play 30-plus. We've seen him touch 29 several times. He hasn't exactly hit that 30 mark yet. But if Nurkic hits the 30 mark in this matchup, 7,200 is nothing for him. Uh, we've already seen him, kind of, and I think it was about 25 minutes earlier in the season, uh, he put up 37 DK points on this team already. And he's been doing it in more than just rebounding and scoring, too. He does not in his passing game as well. Uh, we've seen over the past few games, in, five, uh, in three out of the past five games, he's put up at least four assists. 
So he's getting it done in multiple ways. And in this matchup earlier in the season, he almost, uh, you know, had a little quiet triple-double almost. Uh, eight points, seven rebound, or nine rebounds, seven assist game with some steals and blocks in there as well. So I don't mind taking a look at Nurkic. Love this matchup. Probably one of my favorite center plays on the board if I'm spending up in that mid-tier range. I think, you know, a lot of people will probably go towards value, and I don't blame them. There's a couple of value centers I like as well. But if I'm spending up, it's probably going to be on Nurkic. Outside of those two guys, I think Carmelo Anthony at 4,100. Definitely just a rock-solid value play. For what he's been doing over the past, you know, I would say a month at this point. <laughs> but uh, we'll use a six-game sample size. He's averaged about 23 uh, DK points in the past six games. And he's doing so on 52% shooting. So I don't mind taking shots at Melo. He's going to keep getting the shot attempts. While they're falling at 4,100, it's just a rock-solid value play. This feels like a matchup that he can get a little bit more bench usage burn to. So Melo, Lillard. And Nurkic, three top options I'm looking at on this Trailblazers. I wouldn't mind if you wanted to take a stab at guys like McCollum or Covington. Um, don't think I'd play Powell, but if you want to take a stab at a guy like McCollum or Covington, their price tags are fair. I just prefer the other guys a little bit more than them. On the Celtic side of the ball, Jason Tatum coming off of the best game of his young career. 60 actual points, putting up 82 DK points against San Antonio. That game was just unreal. It was a 143 to 140 game. It had a 283 game total. Now, I expect him to put up a good game here. I think this is a fantastic matchup for him. He played well earlier in the season. He put up 55 DK points on 32 actual points against them in 38 minutes, 10 to 17 shooting. So I think all the makings are there. Now, where you choose to spend up, that's on you. Um, we'll get to a couple of guys I like. I do like Tatum in this matchup. I just don't see myself going to him. I like the price tag. I like the matchup. I just think, you know, based on what we have available on this slate, I just don't see myself landing on too much. But I won't fault you if that's the way you want to go. By all means, uh, he's still a fantastic play. Looking at some of these other options, uh, you know, looking at Evan Fournier, 5,300. Should get a little bit more burn, especially with no Kemba Walker. He's expected to be doubtful. Marcus Smart will likely draw that start at point guard. But Evan Fournier has been a little up and down on this team. Minutes have been up and down. If we knew he's playing 30-plus like we did see on uh, the 28th and 27th, I'd have no issues going to him at 53. But we don't. They, uh, this team is deep, and they can play multiple different lineups, whether they want to go big or small. So I don't mind taking a stab at Fournier, just not a premier option. Outside of those two guys, I don't think I'll be going to too, too, too much. Kind of the same thing with McCollum, with Jalen Brown. I prefer just to spend up on Tatum, but if you want to go to Brown, I don't fault you there. It's still a fantastic matchup. The price tag's okay. I'd like them to be a little closer to 8,100 than 84. Next game, Miami Heat traveling to Charlotte. They are taking on the Hornets in this one. No injury report for either team. Surprise, surprise. Welcome to the NBA, where we just uh, we just don't always get the injury reports that we'd like to see the night before. Uh, or the morning of, actually. that's I guess that's what I should be saying as I'm recording this. The morning of the day. Normally, we're a night before kind of podcast. But on the weekends, we get a little availability. Where we, get to, uh, we get to kind of take the night off. I know. I deserve it once in a while. That was a joke. But let's break this game down. We got some value. We got some things to target. We got LaMelo Ball back in action, what we got to see in that last game with this, um, you know, that pretty cool uh, skip uh, Pete Maravich underhanded pass they had last night, which was unreal. Good to see this kid back on the court. As much as you want to hate the Ball family or LaMelo Ball or whatever it is, their father, whatever you feel about the family, uh, the kids are great. Yeah, you know, when you talk about LaMelo and Lonzo, both these dudes are absolutely unreal talents, and I can't wait to watch them play. And they're fun to watch, too. Uh, that I, You know, having a flashy point guard in the NBA where you get to see those fun passes, who doesn't like seeing that? 
But we'll start with this Miami team. Jimmy Butler coming in at 9K. It's an absolute fantastic matchup for Jimmy Butler. Uh, do we want to pay 9K for him? I don't mind it. He's averaging 46 DK points against this team in two matchups this season. He's played well against them. They just don't really have a defensive stopper for a guy like Jimmy. Bam Adebayo coming in at 8,300. Again, kind of the same sentiment. Wouldn't mind going to Bam. I just prefer a few other centers. I think I'd prefer Nurkic for $900 less or just going down to 5,100 to a guy we'll get to in a little bit. So I don't see myself having too, too much Bam. If anything, it would probably just be Jimmy Butler for me over here. With Tyler Hero still expected to be out. Uh, he missed that last game. He's not traveling, still with that foot soreness. So, you know, while we don't have the injury report, Oladipo and Tyler Hero pretty much ruled out. And I believe Bleachia missed that last one. So uh, if Bleachia misses again, Trevor Ariza should probably be locked into closer to the high 20s uh, minutes if the game stays close, maybe low 30s. You could look at him for some decent value, not the best value at 4,300. But outside of Jimmy and Trevor Ariza, I don't think I'll be going to too, too much here. You could take a look at the backcourt. Um, bit dear prices, Kendrick Nunn. Don't mind him at 58, but I don't. I prefer none over Dragic. Neither one of these guys are really popping off the page for me. But again, none over Dragic. Jimmy's a solid play. Probably won't be playing Bam and Ariza if we need him. Like a round out the lineup kind of guy. Now I'm not going to go out of my way to plug in Ariza as an immediate value play. But if I need the value and it rounds out my lineup, sure, why not? There's worse, uh, worse floors and ceilings you can go with. On the Charlotte side of the ball, Terry Rozier coming in at 7,500. He's getting a little price dip now that Lonzo's back. Um, Lonzo, I'm sorry. LaMelo. Uh, nonetheless, I still don't really want to play him. I don't want to pay the price tag. I don't love this matchup. We know that Miami tends to slow games down. They generally be a little bit lower scoring game total. So I don't think I'll go to him. If anything, I want to play LaMelo. Um, I don't care about the second half of the back-to-back personally just because he was dealing with a wrist injury. Nothing to do with conditioning. Nothing to do with anything like that. So if he's good to go and they're not ruling him out, there's no limitations, whatever it may be, no problems going to LaMelo Ball at 6800 despite the the rough matchup that I would probably normally avoid. I just love that price tag for him. You know, if, uh, if he's going to be playing high 20s minutes, he should be able to pay that off. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Sacramento Kings traveling to Dallas, taking on the Mavericks here. Mavericks on the second half of the back-to-back. Luka coming off of an absolute trouncing of a game. Uh, unreal game by Luka. I think he was one of the youngest players to put up a 30-point, 20-assist, 10-rebound triple-double. But we don't have an injury report for him. Second half of the back-to-back before the Kings. Darren Fox, Robert Woodward ruled out, while Metu and Harrison Barnes are both doubtful. As far as a game total, we did not have one. We're going to have to wait and see on that one. Mostly probably because of what Dallas has been doing, uh, you know, resting here and there, though they do not want to be in that playing game. So I expect them to suit up in this one. For the Kings, we'll start off here. Tyrese Halliburton coming in as the highest-priced guy at 7,300, and he's just really stepped up. There's no doubt about it. I think everybody kind of expected the minutes and the usage and a lot of that to kind of to go Halliburton's way, but uh, he's a great facilitator. Halliburton can actually like break down a defense like he's not a rookie. Uh, when you see this guy run, he's, he always has great vision, and he makes those easy passes. Something that you don't normally see from a guy like this at this age, he's very, and I said this early on in the season, he reminds me a lot of like a Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, a guy that, you know, was, I wouldn't say overlooked in the draft, probably shouldn't have been, uh, you know, drafted as low as he was. Halliburton should have been a top 10 pick and just looked very polished, very polished NBA player. But 7,300, don't mind taking a look at him whatsoever. Dallas's defense has been much, much better ever since the All-Star break. So it's not just that same defense that we could attack. And if we want to, it's generally going to be in the front court. 
But at 7,300 for a guy that's just going to be playing 36 to 38 minutes, have the ball in his hand with the usage he's going to have, probably going to be a pretty high-scoring game is what we could expect. Just saw these two teams face off not too long ago, and it was a pretty high total when we were going into that one. Uh, the actual score of what it finished was 113 to 106, so I would expect it to be a little bit higher in this one. So Halliburton, definitely a play for us. If you want to go back to right, wouldn't mind that either. Matchup against his former team as well. Didn't play too great, I don't believe, in this uh, in this game when they last played. Only put up 15.5 DK points, but he still played 22 minutes, and that's going to be his role. It's going to be those low 20s to mid-20s minutes on a nightly basis for him. And then we might be able to take advantage of uh, a little bit of the front court here. So uh, knowing that we do have a guy that was on their team, for quite some time. He was dealing with a little bit of injury, but he's back. Uh, Marvin Bagley, power forward, 4,500. I think he's going to be a decent value play that we could look at. I already talked about wanting to attack this team in the front court. And he only played one game, but he played 20 minutes in his first game back. Harrison Barnes is doubtful. They're going to be missing some guys in the front court, no Metu. So those minutes could easily get bumped up. And much like LaMelo Ball, it wasn't necessarily like a knee injury or anything that would have hurt his conditioning. Uh, it's something that would keep him from playing necessarily minutes. So, you know, the first game back, we can obviously expect him to get ramped up. But he might be looking at it anywhere between 24 and 25 minutes. I don't think we can expect 30-plus. But at 4,500, I think that's a rock-solid value if he's going to be playing mid-20s minutes, especially in this matchup. So he's going to be one of my favorite value plays to look at. A little bit more risk to him. We'll probably have some safer value plays that pop up along the way. But definitely a good GPP value play that I don't expect a whole lot of ownership to go to. So... I'll be looking at Bagley. I'll be looking at Halliburton. And I don't mind looking at Wright a little bit. I'll probably leave Buddy Hill for somebody else. I don't play Buddy Hill. If you play him and, you, and you're feeling him, go for it. He should get the usage. Just one of those guys I don't play. I think we all have those guys. A couple of guys that you're just like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Doncic coming in at 10-8 on the other side. Absolutely. It's Doncic. We just saw the game that he had. You know, feels like we're chasing an 80-point DK point game. But that's Doncic. He has that capability every single night. Only one turnover, too which was pretty unreal when you think about it. 20 assists to one turnover. 10-8, nonetheless, very, very much in play for me. Looking at Chris Stops, he sat out Saturday's game. Um, decent chance he could. Oh, no, never mind. I'm sorry. Chris Stops, update, already ruled out for Sunday's game. So there's that. So now we can immediately know that we can go to guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, Maxi Kleber. If I had to play one of these guys, it would be Kleber. Just uh, the better point-per-minute producer out of all those guys. He's only 3,500. So rock solid value play for Kleber. With no poor Zingas, we could expect to keep an eye on the starting lineup. Probably get the news that Coley Stein will draw the start. It's also against his former team. I don't know. Played 27 minutes against his former team, put up 24 DK points in that last one. So if you need a min salary play, 3,100 almost, almost min salary for Willie Coley Stein, he's on option. So it would be Luca, it would be Cauley Sign, it'd be Kleber. Those would be the three guys I'm looking at. I love the target shooting guards versus this, but I'm not chasing that Tim Hardaway Jr. game that we got a few games ago. Next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. New York Knicks traveling to Houston. They are taking on the Rockets in this one. We'll uh we'll start off with the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson ruled out. Houston Rockets are not listed on uh on the injury report. No shock there. Second half of a back-to-back. Played Golden State last night. Let's see if they have a game total. Let's see if we have a spread. I highly doubt it. We do. 216.5. Knicks favored by eight points. So Knicks getting a nice, solid. I think this is the second largest spread of the night. It is. 
So maybe a little concern. It's not too, too much for me, though. Looking at this next team, Julius Randle, 10-2. Absolute smash bot for Randle. Uh, they just don't have the capability of it. They're going to play quick. All that, all, Everything about this game just kind of fits Randle's needs and suits for what he wants to do. He didn't have a great game against his team earlier in the season. Only put up 38 DK points. Now, if I had to pick one of these guys, Randle or Tatum, I'd probably lean Randle. That's just my initial thoughts. I just love this matchup. I'd rather pay the extra $300, $400 for Randall. Call it a day. Feel a little bit more safe and comfortable about his floor as well. Outside of him, there's definitely a couple, a couple of other options that we could look at. Nerland's Noel coming in at 46. Should continue just to play about 28, 29 minutes at center. Can't go wrong with Noel at 46. Comfortable floor, comfortable ceiling. Never going to really light the world on fire. He had that 140 DK point game against the Bulls with five blocks and four steals. And yes, Noel's fully capable of doing that on a nightly basis. Uh, he's just a defensive monster. Just, uh, you know, ton of center plays. We've already talked about one. We'll get to Ken Birch in a little while. We've already touched on Willie Cauley Stein for some value. We've touched on Nurkic at 72. So I don't know where he meets and fits uh, in, my, in my player pool, but I'll keep him in there for now. And then I want to talk about Alec Burks for a second because he's 4,100. Uh, he's missed a significant amount of time this season due to the COVID protocols, but now he's played the past three games. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He hasn't played the past three games. Uh, he's expected to make his return in this one. He hasn't played since um, April 14th. So knowing he's back, I don't expect him to play a whole lot of minutes, but he's definitely going to cut into a little bit of workload here and there for some of these wing guys. We've been seeing Bullock play a little bit. Uh, he might cut into some minutes for quickly Peyton, some of these other guards, but so I'm not going to touch any of the guards for that reason. But if you wanted to take a stab at a guy like Birch in this matchup at 41, I don't blame you. Uh, if I knew he was going to play even 20 minutes, I would lock him in in this sort of matchup. I'm just a little worried knowing that he's coming back from COVID. And it's it's a toss-up on how it affects players and what kind of roles and minutes and, and limitations they might have. So he's definitely a GPP-only play, but it's somebody that's worth monitoring. On the Houston side of the ball, not a matchup I generally want to target too heavily. Uh, Knicks play excellent defense. They slow this game down, eight-point spread, low game total, everything that we want to normally be a, a little bit worried or afraid of. But Kevin Porter Jr. has to get mentioned because you know John Wall being done for the season, we already saw against Milwaukee. I don't expect to see too many games like that, You know, actual 50-point games. But this dude could drop 20-plus on a nightly basis and one shock be. The usage is going to be there. He's an absolute amazing talent. Uh, he just had some off-the-court issues that kind of gave the Cavs a little bit of worry. So, listen, Kevin Porter Jr., 7,600. I don't think he'd be in my single entry builds. I don't think he'd be in my cash builds. I think I'd probably limit him to, you know, GPPs or pivot plays, something's, uh, you know, three entry maxes, 20 entry maxes, those types of tournaments. I, I think I'd play him a little bit more, but I'm intrigued. I just, uh, I think at 7,600, you're almost paying for exactly what you're looking for. And in this matchup, there's a decent chance that we don't get what we're looking for, but I'm not going to ignore the usage. I'm not going to ignore the upside that is there with him. Don't think I'll be going to Kelly Olenek or Christian Wood. I'll take a pass on both those guys. So that's probably going to be it for me over here on the Houston side of the ball. It's just going to be Kevin Porter Jr. We'll move on to the, uh, the next 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Philadelphia 76ers traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs for the Spurs. Trey Lyles has been rolled out as well as Derek White. Well, DeJounte Murray is questionable. So keep an eye on DeJounte Murray coming off of a big game, especially knowing that Derek White will be missing a significant amount of time going forward. Looking at this Sixers team, 
They are on the front half of a back-to-back, so that's something that we're going to have to monitor. They are expected to play Chicago on Monday. So we may see some rest in this game. We may see some rest in the next game. Nonetheless, I don't expect them to have a full 76ers roster and team for both of these games. So definitely something to monitor. If I'm looking anywhere, Joel Embiid at 10-4, absolutely smash spot for Embiid. Don't get me wrong. Expect him just to cook here. I won't be playing him, though, due to the center value I've already talked about. If I was going to spend up, I'd rather spend up on Doncic, just based on position eligibility. But Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, both these guys in absolutely fantastic spots. If I had to pick one of them, I'd probably lean more Tobias Harris. I uh, like that price tag. Really like the matchup. You know, looking at these guys' price tags, they're down, basically, because everybody's healthy. And the past four games have been blowouts. Uh, you know, two games against Atlanta, absolute blowouts. Blew out OKC. Then they got blown out the game before that by Milwaukee. So... We're kind of seeing the past four games, all their starters play mid-20 minutes because of these blowouts. Now, this game stays close. They're all going to probably pay off that price tag. No doubt about it. Uh, I just prefer Harris still slightly over Ben Simmons. Not to mention, he also dropped a clean 51 DK points on this team earlier in the season in only 28 minutes, 10 to 18 shooting. So I, I prefer Harris. Outside of those two guys, Dwight Howard, you know, if we see anything about Embiid sitting, Came out and put up almost 40 DK points in a 19-11 game against Atlanta. Keep in mind, believe he is from Atlanta. There's always a little narrative when Dwight Howard plays Atlanta. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's where he's from. And he also had that, uh, that tumultuous stop throughout his career where it was like, what the hell? Nobody knew why they were doing it. Nobody knew what was going on over there. He hated it there. They hated having him there. Just didn't go well for him. On the Spurs side of the ball, DeMar DeRozan coming in at 82. Now listen, if, uh, if we get the news that DeJounte Murray's Sitting out, everybody from the Sixers is playing. It's going to be hard for me to have many much interest in anybody on this team. You know, this is going to be a tough matchup for DeRozan. We've seen time and time again, Ben Simmons proves proving why he believes he should be the defensive player of the year. And he just locks anybody up. It doesn't matter what position. If you're the team, other team's best player, best scorer, best whatever, ball handler, yeah, good luck. You're going to get Ben Simmons that night. And that's what I expect to happen to DeRozan tonight. You should see a fair amount of Ben Simmons. So I'll take a pass on him at 8,200. I'm going to look anywhere. It's going to be a couple of these spots where we can expect to see a few more guards, maybe pick up some of these point guard minutes. If if DeJounte Murray is out, you know, Trey Jones would probably play a significant run if the game gets into a complete blowout. But Patty Mills is coming in at 3,100 next to minimum salary. He's pretty much blowout proof. If, he, if the game stays intact, he'll probably play about 20. If the game gets out of the hand, he'll probably play about 25. If the game stays, you know, really, really close and there's no DeJounte Murray, he's going to play 30-plus. So if you're looking for a value play at the guard position, one that, you know, just kind of rounds out your lineup. He's not one of those plug-and-play values. I don't think this is a 40-point DK game for, for Patty Mills. I would expect this to be more of like a 20-23 to 23 type game. But a 3,100, that's still a value. Even if we get 20, we'll take it. So if he rounds it out, makes, uh, makes some other things work, sure. And the same thing goes for Lonnie Walker. Again, uh, one of these other guards gets ruled out. He's a guy that would play regardless. Garbage time. Game stays close. I would expect, you know, game stays close. He's 24 to 28 minutes. Game gets out of hand. He's 28 to 32. Next game. Game with the biggest blowout risk. Probably one that I, I assume a lot of people just cross right off. And I don't blame you. Phoenix Suns traveling to OKC. They are taking on the Thunder. No injury report for the Thunder. Second half of the back-to-back for the Suns. Jay Crowder. Abdul Nader both ruled out. Cam Johnson is probable, while Cam Payne is questionable. 221 and a half game total. Phoenix favored. If I get this, a whopping 15 points. So, yeah, 15 point spread. I think we all know what's kind of going to happen in this one. If this game stays close, you know, this is the GPP game to target. If you think, you know, you're going to get some ownership advantage, which you probably would, because I think 
I'm probably in the same boat. I don't think I'm going to be playing much of this game. Uh, if I was going to play anybody, maybe like a Chris Paul at 7,700. Again, you might want to run it back with somebody on the other side. DeAndre Ayton at 67. Booker at 8. All three of these guys are in great spots and great price tags. I just don't think any of them play more than 30 minutes. So for those reasons, I won't be playing them except for anything outside of a uh, Darth Throne GPPs. And I'd want to run it back with somebody on the other side of the ball in hopes that it just stays close. Dario Sarch is another guy that comes in at 3,100. But I'll probably take a pass, especially with Cam Johnson. Probable if Cam Johnson's ruled out, that would afford him a couple more power forward minutes. But again, don't forget about Tory Craig. On the OKC side of the ball, not much to look at here. Just same thing. If I'm not looking at anybody over on the other side, I'm not looking at anybody over here. If I play like Chris Paul, maybe run it back like a guy like Baisley. I mean, bottom line, they just don't have the offense, in my opinion, to keep up with these guys. Uh, they're the Suns have just—they're the best team. There's no doubt about it. They're one of the best teams in the West, and it's for good reason. They're good on both sides of the ball. They play good team basketball, and they play fundamentally sound defense. Uh, they don't make mistakes, so you—you kind of have to just be on your A game the entire four quarters when you play the Suns. So I just don't see myself going to too much here. Um, you know, I can—if this game gets completely out of hand. We could see some value at that 3K mark, that min salary price. Uh, Gabriel Deck played 23 and a half minutes in that last one, shot four of 12. And keep in mind, the game against Indiana was also the biggest, I think, biggest blowout in NBA history. If I'm not something, it was some some crazy stat. It was a 152 to 95 game. Uh, if it's, I don't expect another blowout like that. But we just saw Deck play 24 minutes in a blowout. I'm expecting another blowout. He should probably play about 20, about similar minutes, mid 20s. Uh, and he put up eight points, 10 rebounds. Steel put up 25 DK points. Minimum salary. He's a guy that you could look at. Probably more GPP, uh, more of a GPP play. Just because we don't we don't have a guarantee that it's going to be a blowout. While we all think it will be, and I, I'm right there with you. I do too. There's no guarantees it's a blowout. And if this game for some reason does stay close, he's probably not going to play any run. And then I think looking at a guy like Ty Jerome in the same kind of vein, 3600 gets his former team. Suns drafted him. Uh, they let him go pretty quickly. So. Maybe there's a little revenge narrative in there. The minutes should be in the mid-20s or uh, high teens. Game gets out of hand a little bit more. So 3,600, you could look at Ty Jerome, too. Final game of the night. Toronto Raptors traveling to L.A., taking on the Lakers for the Lakers. Catavius Caldwell-Pope, Anthony Davis, Marcus Saul, and Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder. All probable. LeBron James is questionable. Jared Dudley has been ruled out. No injury report for the Raptors. They are on the second half of the back-to-back. 219.5 game total with the Lakers favored by seven. We'll start off with the Raptors here. Dealing with uh, several injuries. We saw Kyle Lowry rest on in, in that Saturday game. One would think he should be good to go for the Lakers. Gary Trent Jr., sidelined. I expect him to be out again. Same thing with Paul Watson and Chris Boucher. Uh, other than that, this team should be pretty much, I guess, fully healthy. I expect the lineup that we could see would be something along the lines of Lowry, Van Vliet, uh, Siakam, Kem Birch, Malachi Flynn possibly, I mean, uh, or OG. Maybe keep an eye on Van Vliet because he did play on Saturday's game. Lowry did not. They may just do a flip-flop rest Van Vliet because Van Vliet's been banged up. He's been talking about it all year long. He's been dealing with several injuries. He's been playing through them. Shutdown might not be in the cards, but definitely some rest might be in the horizon. So, if, if Vim Vliet's ruled out, Kyle Lowry, I like Kyle Lowry either way at 7K. I think he's an excellent price tag. I think some people might overlook him, especially with guys like LaMelo Ball being very, very similar to the priced. But bottom line, if Kyle Lowry's in this lineup, he's going to ball. He's going to play. He's going to play 30-plus minutes, and that's it. I expect this game to be competitive enough where we can get some good value out of some of these guys. So Kyle Lowry would be one of my favorite plays. 
Don't think I'll play Siakam or Van Vliet at their price tags. Lowry just $800, $900 cheaper. I prefer him. Outside of him, Ken Birch. You heard me talk about him. $5,100. This guy shouldn't be $5,100. It's not the greatest matchup of all time, obviously, going against guys like Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis in that front court. But Birch is playing all the minutes he can handle. He played at least 32 minutes over the past three games, and in those games, a minimum of 35 DK points. At 5,100, this guy would have to trip and fall in quicksand, uh, get into foul trouble very, very early. Game gets out of hand, only plays 25 minutes. Even then, he could probably still pay it off. It's going to take a lot for him not to pay off that price tag. Expect him to be the chalk center play. Expect a lot of people to have ownership on him. If you want to fade the ownership and merit that, I, I understand it. I probably won't, though. I think I'm just going to eat my free square, play some Ken Birch. So Ken Birch, Kyle Lowry, both these guys will be two of my favorite plays on this slate. And I will have a fair amount of ownership in them. So you know, buckle up. Hope, uh, hopefully we're all on the money train with that one. Looking at the other side of the ball, LeBron James being questionable, obviously, as a big factor in this game. I'd expect him to play. It's LeBron James. He's back. He's back. I don't think he would have returned if he wasn't able to play almost every single game down the stretch. You heard Anthony Davis said it the other day. These guys have rested enough. They plan on playing. If both these guys play, I don't think I'll go to either one of them. Just prefer some of these other high-priced options that we've talked about. Uh, Andre Drummond coming in at 7,300. It's a fantastic matchup for him. But the minutes, again, they're limited. And the one worry I had with Davis and Drummond playing alongside of each other is what the rebounding totals look like. I generally have a little concern in the last one. It's You know, we saw Davis get the majority of them. Got 11. Drummond only had 7. The game prior, it was Drummond getting them. Davis only had 5. I just don't think there's going to be enough rebounds to go around for both of these guys to hit value on a nightly basis. Uh, Davis coming in at 9100 is an excellent price tag. So if you want to you want to pick one of those guys, I would prefer Davis over uh, the other two, Drummond and LeBron. But um, it's it's going to be a really tough a really tough spot for Drummond to pay off the price tag. I think at 7300. Outside of those two guys, I'll probably take a hard pass everywhere else with all the studs back. We know where the usage is going to go. It's kind of like a you know very top heavy situation like we talked about earlier in this uh, on the slate with the Bucks and the Nets. But Davis 9100. He's there for you. Now, when Damian Lillard or Anthony Davis, one's 94, one's 91, I think I would play Davis. I think that's the way I would do it, just because of position eligibility. And uh, I already talked about it. There's a few other guys I, I don't mind getting some exposure to on that Trailblazers team with Melo, with Nurkic. But I don't think I need to go there too, too much. If I wanted to spend up or differentiate, I could do it with Davis. And that brings us home. That is the slate. That is all the games. Real quickly, we will jump into our wonderful player tier section. So we'll start off with the expensive tier, guys. Break it off at the top. Already talked about it. There's a few guys you could look at. Doncic, Randall, or two of my preferred spend-up options. I'm going to go with Randall, 10-2. I like both these guys a lot, lot, a lot, lot. I could I could have even said one of those 9K guys between Lillard and Davis. Those are my four top-priced options. I don't think I'll be having any shares of Tatum or Embiid, uh, probably will go light on Jimmy Butler. I just think looking at these guys, and I prefer Randall in that matchup at 10-2. Over the rest, this just feels like it's going to be a 30-point game for Randall or a near triple-double. I just see 50 DK points written all over this for him. So I will be playing some Julius Randall as one of my high-priced guys. Now, we'll slide on over to the mid-tier. Talked about a few guys in there, and I feel like I should just keep it on brand. Uh, we'll go Ken Birch, 5,100. Talked about it. Played 30-plus minutes past three games. It's just going to be a hard world to imagine where Ken Birch does not hit his salary. Not the greatest matchup. We'd like a little better one, but 
Hey, beggars can't be choosers. When you get a guy that's put up at least 35 DK points three straight games, he hit 5,100, he's playing at the minutes. It's just hard to imagine a world where uh, we don't see it again. And now we'll start to look at some of this value. We talked about some value. Uh, not a, Like I said, we have most of the news now. So this value feels pretty secure, but none of it's popping off the page. Got to play value. So I'll go with a little caveat here. And there's a, I'll go with my boy Marvin Bagley. I touched on him earlier in the season. He's only 4,500, played 20 minutes in the first game back. Would expect him to probably be more around that 24 to 25-minute range, especially with no Harrison Barnes or Harrison Barnes being doubtful. So that is it. That rounds us out. That brings us home. 36 minutes for the show. Thank you guys for listening. If you have a moment, like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter, at Micapatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And give us a thumbs up, five-star rate review wherever you listen to the podcast. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio means the world to us, guys. Really do appreciate it. Allows us to continue improving. And, hey, listen, we want a feedback. We want it. Good, bad, whatever it may be. We do want it. Um, we want it to be good. I think that's that goes without saying. But if you have uh, if you have some recommendations or things you'd like to hear or see diff- done differently on our side of things, just let us know. Because that's why we're here, trying to produce the best product that we could. We put some time and effort into it. We want to make sure that it's going to the right spots. Don't want to fall on deaf ears, guys. You know, if you don't like what we're doing, let us know. We'll switch it up. But thank you guys for listening. I will be back. Double podcast day. That's how my Sundays go. Do one in the morning. We'll be doing one tonight as well. I'll be riding solo, breaking down that Monday card for you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Let's go win some money. Take down some GPPs on this wonderful Sunday. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.